Welcome everybody to my dumb friends. Uh, I'm here with Ben Roy. Hey, the, I'm so so yes. terrible at hosting. Uh, he's gonna be. Uh, he's the star of those who can't. He's gonna come out on True TV. It's gonna be a big show. Yeah, it's for it's it's Adam ruins everything for people who aren't fucking pussies. What? Yeah, I want to. I want to start. Him a, out. I want to start at those who can't. Adam ruins everything. No, it is a great show. I'm glad beef. everybody's doing well over there. It's a beef um, now. I want to start a beef like a True TV beef. Comic gets um, on, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, were just talking about yeah, because you you kind of got your shit together, man. Sort got, of. Like, a lady, I mean, uh, yeah, a wife. Yeah, but she's a fucking kid. She stayed throughout all of it. So, what was your thing? Was it just drinking? No, it was drugs too, right? Or just no, no, just drinking. just drinking. I How bad I of a did drunk take you? pills. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, we don't try to do what the fuck here, but you know. Oh, <laughs> what was the dumbest thing you've ever done drunk? Oh God. You know, I have a whole bit about this. All right. I, okay. So we'll, no, 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 second, no, 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 no. Second drink. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not about. Uh, I have a whole bit about when people are like, "What's the dumbest thing yeah, you've yeah. ever done drunk?" And most of my stories are just like real sad. <laughs> like none of them. They're like. Oh, they're never fun. No, they're like. I hear the sad. I shit. hear like the s- people tell jokes about being drunk and stuff like that, and I always, it always makes me laugh because I. Yeah. My, my stories were never like that. I mean, I I was angry and throwing a tantrum in front of some friends one time, and I and I kicked a door into my wife's face. And yeah, that's not fun. No, and you don't. That's like, just a scene in the fighter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess it is funny yeah. when you put it like yeah. that. That's hilarious. But uh, so most of the time. But what kind of drunk was I? I mean, I I was. You were angry drunk. Yeah, um, I'm really like nervous and like for the most part like i'm not a very confrontational person i try to avoid but when you're drinking but i I think it fed that part of it because i wanted to be that like a lot of times i wish i could be more assertive which is why i covered myself with this garbage and yeah with the tattoos and things like that i I think i wished i had been a a little less do you regret tattoos now i don't regret them i think think you wouldn't get any more now um no i just got two huge tattoos (laughs) No, I think now I do it for a different reason. I just yeah. I, I like I like getting tattooed and I don't care what it is, but but um at first I think I definitely got tattooed because I was trying to be a little tougher than I actually I think am. We all want to we all see these movies and shit and Yeah. Nobody wants to nobody wants to be the the guy. Nobody wants to be pathetic. No. And I grew up in an environment in Maine that was like hyper masculine, like everybody was you know, they're it's like rednecks. I think yeah. Conan O'Brien called Maine the deep south of the far north. <laughs> yeah. Which is Maine I had the worst one of the worst bombs of my life in Maine. Where at? Well, I was op- it was like I mean, I was doing a Mumford and Sons after party. Oh but it wasn't. Shit. It was like a mile away from the Mumford and Sons show. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'll just give a I'll give a Cliff's Notes version of it. Um Basically, it was me, Reggie Watts, and Stucky and Murray, and everyone's doing reggae. It was an hour past the show was the start. They just pull the reggae, and everyone, you hear everyone go, oh, man, and <laughs> I have to go up without a host. I bomb. I go backstage, and the fucking fiddle player or banjo player from Mumford & Sons is there, and he just starts apologizing, but if you're British... It takes you way longer to apologize. So he's like, I'm so dreadfully sorry about the events. Like, and then I just got out of rehab, and he's like, do you want a drink? And I'm like, no, man, I, I don't. He goes, come on, you want a drink? I'm like, man, I just got out of rehab. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's hard again. So it, was, it was kind of a nightmare. And the funniest thing was that there was a girl I was dating at the time. This was years ago who had like, we had like an S and M master slave thing going. Yeah. And then, which gets, and then she goes, do you want me to send you a picture of my asshole? And I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I think that was the sad because I was like eating a Five Guys cheeseburger, and I was like, I can't deal with the asshole right now. But uh, I, I where, where were you? Like, was it? It was in Portland. It was. I think it was in Portland. I forget. That it was wherever they were playing. It's the only city. In it was Maine. brutal, man. I mean, it was fucking brutal. Yeah, Mainers are pretty shitty people. Like, they aren't good people. No. no, no. I mean, I, I, I like them because yeah. I'm what bred them. from them. That's like people from I'm from Jersey. It's like, what a shit. Yeah, a lot of dirt. They're just fucking unnecessarily angry and aggressive right. and always stressed about everything. And they're very insulated. So like all the stuff I've done in my career, everything mm-hmm. so far, like people I've met and accomplishments, the like. 
the one thing they get excited about is that I know Bob Marley from Maine, the comic Bob he's Marley. He's, like, huge over there. Yeah. But, I mean, that just tells you because yeah. he's from Maine. They're like, you know Bob Marley. So they're big Stephen King fans. Oh, yeah. I gr- I worked at a, a, a television station for a while, and my boss directed or produced uh, Graveyard Shift. And so Stephen That's a big thing. So yeah, that was just a, one of the worst B movies ever. <laughs> but Stephen King used to come by all the time and nice guy. Wicked nice guy and yeah. crazy unassuming. Like you would just never Yeah. He totally looks he, he's just schlubby kind of dude, you know. He was right. always wearing a flannel. He's one and, of those guys who can if if he can find a way to be undetectable in a crowd if he wanted to. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't ever you would never think anything like he, you're like, oh, look, there's a spot welder guy. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Like that's what he but very like soft spoken. And he calls himself Steve. I remember he'd always call and he'd be like, hey, is Bill there? This is Steve. And I'd be like, it's Steve. King, it's fucking His crazy. house is in the middle of Bangor, which is like one of the shittiest towns in Maine. And he, he's just you can see why, where Does he his, have security. No, you can like walk right up to his house. You know, it's like. Like Warren Buffett, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you well, Warren think Buffett's that... got to have security, right? No, his house is like just in the middle of a neighborhood in yeah, Omaha. Yeah, but if he doesn't have a guy on there, I feel like the Warren Buffett's... No, like, there's like so many guys. stories of people like going to deliver pizzas to like Warren Buffett's house. And like one famous story, Bono opened the door in a bathroom <laughs> to like receive this pizza and tip the guy a hundred bucks. Of course he did. Yeah. You kind of got to. Yeah, at that point you do. When you're saving Africa, you've got to tip 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah, so growing up in Maine, you know, but I, as back to how, what kind All of drinker. All port towns, man, drunk, they're drunk. They're kids. fucking drunks. And, drugs, uh, bad drugs. Oh, and lobster fishermen yeah. are some of the most violent, like aggressive, angry people. When your back hurts every day, you're just bound right. to become a fucking pill junkie. And, of course. So um, I just kind of grew up. I, I lived in Nashville, New Hampshire. My dad worked at Harvard, and and then we moved to Maine, to the middle of this little town. And I just kind of started hanging out with the quote unquote the wrong crowd. And right, I think right. the drinking kind of came from being around, you know, a lot of fights. Of, I wasn't much of a fighter. I'm more of somebody who would. Uh, I mean, I instigate things my mouth would start but then i had truly violent friends who like <laughs> handled the situation yeah, like most you, of the you, time yeah, all i could say is i could take a hit that's it i don't think i can really dish it out you know i've i've been in a few fights and uh mostly they end in like that scuffle thing where everybody's somehow rolling. managed to get each other's collar like right right like and you're connected in this weird violent daisy chain where everybody's you've seen guys really fuck people up oh god my friends were not i i'm still like close to a lot of them but they're not good people those who are still alive a lot of them died and huh od no a, a lot of them a good percentage of them took their own lives or whatever oh, i mean Jesus. just the suicide's huge in in maine you know of course. it's very similar to the pacific northwest cold and gray yeah, yeah. And i miss so much actually i do really actually miss it I fucking, do you I can't stand here it's like the truman show every day is the fucking same the weather yeah i oh, find the weather here to me. be fucking bullshit dude yeah me too did you get termites when it got fucking crazy hot out here? Anybody no. Get, I you get termites? We get this. I got gnats problem. I had a gnat problem for a little bit. What? Gnats? Really gross gnats. That's a thing. My apartment, I had to make gnat traps. You do. Oh very you take tiny, a paper bowl. How you do you tie a noose that small? <laughs> <laughs> you take a paper bowl, you put a saran wrap on it, put holes, and then put like honey water. Yeah. And they all come through the holes, and you have a whole like gnat graveyard the next day. Wow. You actually feel like Ew. you've done something, which is kind of nice. You know? Wow. No, like we, I was like, what are these things by the window? Are they, f- they look like flying ants. And then I looked it up, and, and they're dry wood termites. Ugh. And when the temperature gets up over 100 and you know, 10 degrees or whatever it gets here, they yeah. do what's called swarming. They get in through everything. I mean, there were hundreds of them in our room. Oh, and, my God. And, they, and we asked, we were like, can you fumigate for them? And they're like, we can, but they're just going to go away the minute the temperature dies down. Yeah, but then some of them burrow in? 
Yeah, they're like in every wood structure around the building, and they they managed to just get in through the tiniest. I think that's. I think they just told you in your building, like, oh yeah, it's a normal problem. Yeah, I've I, never heard that anywhere else. I think that they're just like, oh, it's an L.A. thing. <laughs> and you guys like straight off the boat are like, all right, I guess this is. Yeah, this that, is something. That and I'm just tolerating here. it. Yeah. Yeah. At, but it becomes this Joe's apartment type thing where now I'm I like that movie. Yeah. Jesus. I'm now befriending my drywood termites. And my, my <laughs> but your landlord. family's here and everything. How old is your daughter? My, it's a son. son. My son. Um, it's Andrew. Well, I, he is my daughter. Um, <laughs> he's and he's actually he's going to be 11 in March. Yeah. Um, which is fucking nuts that I have. A, I shouldn't have a kid that old. I don't think that was a bad That's idea. Great. I, anytime I tell people that I've been sober for five years, they do the math on how old my son is, and they're like, "Oh, so he's seen some shit." You know, <laughs> like, oh, so you were like, gonna... you're just recently a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, a hug deficit, I'm sure, that I owe him somewhere. But no, I mean, he, he actually, my type of drinking, I wasn't, I, I can't, I can't yeah. drink every day. My, my problem is my heart would constantly go into AFib when I drank too much in a row. You have a heart problem? It's, it's called uh, AFib. Eight something. Whatever you're about to say is a hard problem. Yeah, <laughs> but it basically is brought yeah. on. That's true. It is yeah, actually. Yeah, you're like, no, but it's, it's not brought that. On, it's just my heart's fucked up. I would drink so much and smoke so much in a short period of time. I would my the bottom chambers in my heart would stop beating. So Jesus, dude. So I would like. Oof. I'd be like sitting Brutal. in my house. <laughs> Drinking, and I'd be. I always watched Ken Burns baseball. That's all I did when I was drunk. And <laughs> so I, sad. Yeah, a sad main drunk. It's it's funny because, uh, like a brass band playing. Yeah. Um. The the like. Uh, Star Spangled Banner is yeah. like a nightmare for my wife because that's like the <laughs> title sequence. <laughs> so whenever that DVD would end, it just loop on that main title sequence. Oh my god! And I'd be slumped on the couch. But I'd sit up, smoke cigarettes, and drink, and uh, then inevitably at some point, 3.30 or 4 in the morning, I'd be like, uh, Crystal, baby. And she'd be like, what? My heart's not beating right again. I got to go to the hospital. And she'd take me Ugh. She'd take me to the hospital. My heart's beating at, you know, 140 beats a minute. Because, she's had to deal through a lot of shit. Yeah, but I think I now understand people because – this is who I am during the day, you know, when yeah, I yeah. wasn't drinking and I'm not a, I'm, she's like, this is who I got to know. Yeah. And she knows that like, I struggle with my anxiety and my panic. Like this is terrifying. I, oh my God. You shouldn't worry about it. We get 50 listeners a week. No, no, but it's the enclosed in the people. room and things like that. And that. Open it? <laughs> no, no. I there was like men in black outside the room. <laughs> you you, didn't know. you like just decided to fuck with me. No, I think we got to do it for the sound. We um, but yeah, my anxiety. This city is so bad for anxiety, too. But. Well, here's the thing is this city, there's eerie shit that's actually happening here. Yeah. And I really think so. But I'm also like, I'm kind of crazy. So I, I think like there's like. No, I, I don't think you have to be crazy to feel like <laughs> it feels this. weird, man. I don't like this city. It's and I'm doing fine enough to know that it's just about me not liking the city. It's not because of my situation, you know. Right. It's more about like, oh, I just don't fucking like it here. No, it's it's a it's a very weird weird place. It's very like eyes are always looking. I don't I don't know how to describe it. There's so much fucking traffic too. Like I'm oh, always screaming in a. Just somebody was gonna jump off the cliff on the 101. Yeah, like jump off the there. bridge. They, yeah, they have a cliff on the 101. No, they had. A, <laughs> he was. I, I, it took me 40 minutes to go nine tenths of a mile. It was the worst. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Well, here's you heard about this one where it was. Um, and fucking, I think this happened. I mean, this we're gonna be recording this. We recorded this earlier than it was released, people. But um, we and oh, Sean Donnelly's not here today. I don't know if I told everybody, but he's uh, he's going through something. Um, I don't want to. He just had a show to go. I was trying to fucking fuck with you guys, uh, but uh, uh, but anyway, um, I uh, he just he just fucking got out of here like a fucking piece of shit. But uh, <laughs> wait, but there was a guy. I guess there was an accident. Guy wasn't wearing a seatbelt, but he fell, he flew out of the. I don't know why I'm laughing. Aaron, you know this? Do you want to fill in because you probably know a little bit better than me? Yeah, he was over. He's on the five by Griffith Park, and he flipped the car, not wearing a seatbelt, rocketed him 
and he landed in the street, the big sign for Griffith Park and Colorado Boulevard, which is like 30 feet in the air. What? Yeah. That actually yep. happened? Yeah. Like two days ago. They skewered him like he was like stuck to it or did he, he cling like to it? He landed in it because there's that little landing part. He was where, dead. Yeah, where people can. Yeah, oh. and he was dead. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Did he die on impact with that? I don't know. Wow. And you know people watched that happen. There were some drivers who yeah. saw that happen yeah. and were like, what are the fucking chances? <laughs> like, you know that little game with the ball on a string and the little cup on the top? That's <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's my, real sad to laugh uh, at. But, whatever. But, uh, I mean, I didn't it sucks. Know my friend, you know, I was talking to my friend Nick last night. He's a good buddy of mine from college who lives here, but... You know, he was just driving past, and he just, like, saw this is, like, his, he's lived in L.A. his whole life, but he was just driving past the, he was on the 101 or something, and there's driving traffic, driving past six bodies wide out. Just, like, he's like, wow, six people who woke up thinking that was going to be their normal day. Yeah. And it's over. Dude, I, I have a memory of when I was younger, seared into my brain of driving down a highway with my family <laughs> on a trip, and it was almost like that, like, driving by a pickup truck. Right. And... It had crashed and it was sitting in the middle of the road. And then there was no, the just the line of cars behind it, no emergency vehicles, and a dude just face down in the middle of the road outside. Oh. The like truck door is open and he's just fucking face down in the road. And nobody's getting out of their cars or anything. It was, it's like that. That's the closest I came to that, like, uh, natural born killers moment where I, like, yeah. saw the slaughter of Native Americans or whatever. Um, saw oof, that. Jesus. Yeah, it's a rough one. To break up this uh, thing, though, <laughs> Tom's, I guess Tom's Skype photo is just yeah. him on a corn dog. Yeah, what happened? And it's way scarier than any dead body I've ever seen. <laughs> The, the scope and magnitude of your forehead. This is, like, this is unsettling. Is thalidomide esque. Look at this it's, thing. Oh. Look at yeah, because the handle, my hand, Tom Dog, at Tom Dog on Twitter. So that's a corn dog. Tom, so I get crazy, it. Crazy man. It's a play yeah. on. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Tom. We get. We get Tom. I don't think we, we get needed. The... You get it, you Tom. Dog. I mean, it literally is the most, it's the most literal thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Besides you putting your face on like a dog's body, that would yeah, be... <laughs> yeah. You look like you look like a fucking Conan with skin cancer. I know that's what it, or like Conan O'Brien as a Conan. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Tom. It's really, there's a nice terrifying. squirt of mustard on there. Come yeah, on, eat, eat, me, eat me up, eat me, <laughs> stick me in your Listen, mouth. Listen, there's more of that subtle say, humor right there. Eat you just it. Say, stick me in your mouth a couple times. Yeah, stick me in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> Stick uh, me in. Uh, Put it in there. Yeah, get it in, Tom. That's <laughs> Tom's our long-suffering producer who lives in like this idyllic Norman Rockwell-type town. Where do you live? <laughs> I live in, in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. Ah, did you grow up in New England? No, no, I grew up where you guys are. I grew up in Pasadena, Hollywood. But you moved for the entertainment in the Berkshires, huh? That's when right. He, when he heard he got a chance to work with TV's Dan St. Germain. I mean, I changed this guy's life. <laughs> it is. I changed yeah. his life. You moved him into a whole new tax <laughs> bracket. He says, I'm going to the Berkshires. <laughs> <laughs> like, you... Tom, get out of Hollywood because I'm coming here. <laughs> but you go to the Berkshires and produce this show remotely. Send all letters to Last Rock on the <laughs> continent. Uh, yeah, dude, the Berkshires are amazing. <laughs> um, I Yeah. Do you like New England? I do. I've, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love, love the it, weather, man. you guys. I love the weather. You know, I love. I love all. You the like scripts. the weather? Yeah, the seasons and everything. That's great. That's great. Is it still fall there? Yeah, we we probably have about another week of uh, changing leaves on the trees, and uh, yeah. it's over. And then you move into drizzling dog shit, which is yeah. pretty much what the rest of the season. Isn't this supposed to be the coldest winter on record? This year, I I don't know. I don't think it will be. Yeah. I'd like to see more snow than we've had lately, uh, last couple of years, but anyway, wonderful weather talk here. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, good to get out and what were talk the about of, the weather. Before you met your wife, what were the kind of women you dated? Me? Yeah. Oh, just. What's the dumbest relationship you've been in as far as like, as soon as you got in it, you're like, this is, we're fucked. Oh God. I mean, I, m the reason why I moved to, to Colorado was a, was a girl that I dated that I, I, I met 
fooling around with her when she was cheating on her boyfriend. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's that's, like, this won't happen with me. <laughs> yeah. You know and what? you met your wife in Denver. I'm Let's guessing. make this yeah. bad idea long term. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I met her, and man, we both just for about a, ye- a year and a half or two years just destroyed each other's I lives. Always, I call those relationships uh, the, are you the gatekeeper? Are you the key master? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. That's, that's Zool. Yeah. Gozer. Gozer, that's y- it, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I met her, um, and f- like on day one, I mean, we were 16 or seven, 17 yeah. years old, and- we were making out in my friend's bedroom and she's like, oh yeah, she has a boyfriend. And so I didn't see her for a while. And then I ran into her. She had cut her hair and it was yeah. like, she had been in California. She was like real tan. Cause her, she used to talk about how awesome it was that her family lived in Cali. That's what she'd always say, which just irritates me to begin with. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, man, it's amazing. And now I know California and her family lived in Ontario, which and now <laughs> I realize shithole. Yeah. Like she's the Inland Empire is what she thought. So much of California is ugly and nobody knows it. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole yeah. strip east of east. Yeah. Of Vernon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I drove through it and I was like, this is the area she would brag about as being like, I can't wait to get back out there to, <laughs> to the scorching California sun. But um, I dated, we dated and we just, man, we fucked each other up. She one time, we got into an argument at a party. Um, she chucked a beer at my head, a full Jesus. beer. And we were screaming in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she tried to punch me in the face, so I put her in a headlock. So I had her around her arms and her head here. Jesus. And she bit a chunk out of the side of my, like, right here. This fat along your, like, peck bit so hard that when she pulled away, I was like, you fucking bit me. You fucking bitch. (laughs) And I'm screaming, and I look at my friends, and everybody is, like, freaked out. This blood stain extended from, like, my nipple down to my hip, like a white T-shirt coated in blood. Yeah. And she was... And we stayed together for, like... We moved in together after that. <laughs> and now you and your girlfriend are not hitting each other, so that's good. You and your wife, you yeah. moved on. Oh, well, you know, like, when you're yeah. that young, like, you're everything's so fucking vault. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't realize that nothing is important. Like, I had a friend I watched. I watched. I, was, I wasn't there, but he got apparently, you know, know, by, by all means, I've never. I've actually never. I've been lucky. I think one girl slapped me, and I didn't do anything. I just kind of sat there. Um, you know, but, like, uh. I've never, oh, this is the, like my, my girlfriend college would go, are you going to hit me? And I'm like, I would never hit you. That's like a trigger because <laughs> it changes the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, until, uh, like, never you, into you being a monster. No, no, I don't think you have, but I wouldn't be talking about like this, the freeway if you had, but no, my fr- this guy friend, he's kind of a dick. He was in college. Um, but you know, in college you make these friendships that you're like, this is retarded. I would never be friends with you outside of this, you know? Yeah. And it was a small school, but his girlfriend, uh, Ripped a mole out of his back. Oh! And then he punched her in the stomach. Dude, and moles bleed, like, so bad. And then he punched her in the stomach. I was like, fuck it. You know, like, looking back on it, I was like... But yeah, he was... And then she rejected me. Like, like years <laughs> later, when I'd been on TV already. It just shows you, like... She was with a girl, a guy who's mole shit. I, don't know, I got rejected by a mole ripper. <laughs> you know, it just gets sadder, folks. Dude, we, we were together... Yeah. And we moved into uh, an apartment together, and yeah. she—I had just got a brand new Chevy Cavalier. Oh, right. Yes, which was the Ferrari of the yeah. Northeast. As and I bought this thing. It was with my own money, and I was so pumped. And I had a job. I was doing tech support for in uh, for Prodigy Internet. That's how long it, oh ago my it God. was. Like remember, they used to give the free discs with AOL, and oh, yeah. and so. I used to go to work, and one night she would take my car. She worked yeah. at a Burger King, and she would pick me up at night when my shift was off, and she didn't show up. She just didn't. And so I'm calling around. I'm like, I called her parents, and I'm like, you know where so-and-so is? And they're like, no, no, no. We, don't, we haven't heard from her. And so she doesn't show up. I get a ride home, and then I get a call from the police. And oh, they're fuck. like, she's been in a bad accident. She's way out in Chelsea, which is just way out in the middle of nowhere. 
And they're like, she she rolled your car. She's fine, though. Oh. And so she, she came wasted? back. Huh? Was she wasted? No. Even better. So I get back, and she's like, you'd have to see the way the city is divided. It's yeah. divided by a river. We live on one side of the river, and I work on that side of the river. She, my car, and her herself are across the river way out in the middle of the oh, woods no. and i'm like well so oh, i'm no. more okay that she's fine right yeah, like yeah, yeah. but there's a grace period before you start asking yeah. questions and after a bit of time like three or four days i was like so what were you doing way out oh, there no. and you don't want to know the answer to that ever. were you guys in an exclusive relationship yes yeah, she lived with me like we lived oh, together boy. And I was like, uh, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I got lost going to my parents' house. Her parents <laughs> lived on the same side of the river. She'd grown up there. She's like, I was trying to take a shortcut by going over the bridge, going 10 miles on the other side of the river. You have to come across another bridge. And that was her excuse. I'm going on a oh, shortcut. No. And I grilled her over and over again for about a week. I'd bring it up and I'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you end up, you're off the road that would even take you there if you were doing that. And then finally we got into this huge argument about something separate and it just came out like a John Cusack movie or something. She's just like, you want to know what I was doing? I've been fucking my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and while you're at fucking work, and by the way, when you're at work, I let him drive your car around. Oh, <laughs> so he was the one who got in the accident? No, the... she had dropped him off oh. at his house and was racing back to come pick me up from oh work. Oh, my God. Buried it into the fucking bushes, like tilted it on its Ugh. side but she just like you what do you want to know you think she fucked him in the car oh fuck yeah Ugh. yeah <laughs> yeah and then i got in and God. took her to fucking ll bean and like, <laughs> like, first ll bean commercial ever <laughs> <laughs> just, just getting given roadhead to the x and then you coming in but that's like Ugh. i'm actually like you know when you look back and you yeah. see like the, the the what are those those rube goldberg series of events yeah. that like lead you to another place that had to happen because I do believe Did you guys break up after she told you your oh, yeah. boyfriend. Your parents showed up and I was like, your fucking slut daughter wrecked my fucking car. Like I'm yeah. screaming out. What do they say? And they're like, you don't have to be a jerk about this. And I'm like, she's been fucking her ex-boyfriend and letting him drive my car. And they're like, you can just keep the furniture. That's what they yelled at. Because her mom had given us some furniture from their house. Jesus Christ. And I was like, I get some of your shitty dog chewed apart furniture. Yeah. But Are you a jealous guy at all or no? Oh, God. I shouldn't. That, that'll that take us down a wrap. No. Not by <laughs> far, not at all. Right. Um, not really. Almost to a, I don't really believe in... The whole sexual monogamy thing, and I don't so think you I want to do. You're in your. If you don't want to talk about it, you and your lady are, are like in an open thing. No, I wouldn't say open, but um, I would say that we are. Uh, you're not polyamorous. No, I no, I don't I think don't I could. In that. I don't think I have the time to dedicate Be in a relationship with multiple people. I don't think. But I, it's kind of like, hey, do what you want if nobody's around. I, I think where an honesty is more important than right That's than good, a, man. a set of rules. I don't that, know if I could do it, but then again, I say oh, I couldn't do it, but I haven't been in a relationship for longer than two years. That's probably why I can't. What's funny is everybody's fucking doing it. They're just lying They're to just each lying other about, about it. it. Yeah, and 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 that's that's hopefully the, one of the rules is just no comics for her. Oh, she wouldn't anyway. <laughs> like she, part of the, she's the only reason I got into stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I never done stand up. I played in bands, and I yeah. moved. We moved to Denver together. Yeah. And she needed a job. She just got a job at Comedy Works. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, I had never been to a comedy club. I didn't. I didn't ever think right, about doing right. stand up or anything like that. And then, uh, you know, she uh, just through hanging out with it. But, 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 like, back to that. The the girl wrecking my car. That's yeah. how I got out to Colorado. Because if, if I hadn't done that, if she hadn't done that, I so would have got her pregnant. You're actually kind of glad that it happened. Yeah. I mean, it led to a crazy series of events of, like, traveling across country and right. getting in a lot of trouble. But ultimately, I ended up staying in Colorado, which allowed me to get away from the roles that small towns set for you. Yeah. 
when you know everybody, everybody defines you and you have to be that person because you prop up who they are and all this. Right. Bullshit. It's a, it's a, everybody's wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. And so it was, a, that was the deepest thing I've ever said. In this podcast. I mean, that was, <laughs> well, as soon as I said that, I saw the corn dog face. Yeah. Like, no, that's what I really, am. I'm a guy, I'm a guy who dog. works with a guy who puts his face on a corn dog. <laughs> You're Dan dog, man. Dan dog. I work with a guy named Tom dog. <laughs> Dan Dog and Tom Dog and Sean Dog uh, and Sean Dog, um, but yeah, because so, that was the story I was gonna. When you had told me about that, I drove out here in a Geo Storm because my dad gave me a Geo Storm yeah. after that. My brother's old car, and, and then I, you drove out to Denver. Yeah, my my guitarist. I was in a band. He just called and he he went to visit a friend and he called and he was like, yeah. "Boulder's amazing. I'm not ever leaving." And he just sent his had his mom send his shit out. And wow. I and I just I was like, let's fucking do this. Yeah, I had eighty bucks and got into this car and drove across, and uh, promptly fucked my life up because Wait, what happened? I like I didn't have any money, yeah. uh, and I was already not in good standing with a lot of people because I'd kind I'd flown out to visit and got into a ton of. Just when I would drink, I was just unruly. Breaking you know? property and shit. Like yeah, that. I got. Uh, I I threw a chair at my friend that I was going to visit during yeah, like yeah. an outburst, and then uh, went to a party and passed out on the front lawn and ended up in detox that night. Uh, and did I you was go in, to rehab too. Yeah, I did. I went to a, this place called the Arapaho House in Denver. Yeah. Um. But uh. Is that that big one? Because I went to that meeting where it's a huge house. No, no, no. Okay. This is they, they. They are called the Arapaho House. There is not a house. A house is a series of small office yeah. suites and various office buildings <laughs> around. It's one that's like my health insurance covered. Right, right. Yeah, I did that too. I went to one of the health insurance. Yeah, covered. it was filled with like people who were just trying to get their kids back. That was everybody Oof. in it. Yeah, of course. It's the saddest. The saddest shit ever. They were like, you checked yourself in. Yeah, like I don't want to do this. This was in the court. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm um, sorry. Can we just take a break for a second? I'm gonna piss my pants. I'm piss sorry. I'll be right back. Piss your pants, sorry. dude. I think he's forgetting this is a, a podcast about stupid shit you do. <laughs> he should have just be, done it. What would be dumber than pissing his pants in this fucking studio right now? <laughs> well, you do four episodes in a session. Oh, do you, you really? Four bottles of water. <laughs> You're gonna have to pee. For sure. You know what I mean? So like, ah. but I, I, yeah, I, it's, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. My love life is fucking defunct right now. Well, why what is, why is it down. defunct? You're like, yeah, a, you're really a pretty on. interesting dude, but you're in your matter. head. LA it doesn't matter. No, dude. In totally LA, different. it doesn't. You need, no. you need to find a Midwest I need town. To, I need to, well, here's, I'm not going on a road really that much in the next two months because I'm working on a show. So I'm going to be in, So, I, but I, what I need to do is once I get back on the road, I need to convince a girl that LA is a good place to live. Exactly. I had to start out a relationship with complete dishonesty. Right. And then move her over here. Right. That's what I did. I met a very yeah. attractive woman in Maine, put a right. jacket over her head and get in the fucking geo. <laughs> and then just <laughs> Oh, that's her. where you met your wife now. Yeah. She's from Maine. She went to school at Parsons in so oh, yeah, she lived yeah, in New yeah, York yeah, for yeah, quite yeah. some time, but very cool. But uh, but uh, yeah, she would. She wanted out, and I wanted out. And <sighs> this is the way you do it, man. But I had already moved. I lived in Colorado prior to ever meeting her. I just went back and was visiting family and met her at a party, and then yeah, and then just stayed because I liked her so much. But that's great, dude. Yeah, no, but I, I'm not like you know. This isn't that fuckable out here. New York, great. On the road, great. But, uh, here's yeah, we were just talking about how shitty LA is to date in. And oh, it's brutal. Because it's you have choice. You know what I mean? There's so so many beautiful, beautiful, quote unquote, interesting people that I don't think anybody actually pairs off here. Everybody no. I know is all perpetually dating out here. It's yeah. crazy. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 31, so it's not as attractive to me as it used to be. You know, to date. Yeah. Not. What about just randomly hooking up? I haven't done that in like a month and a half, month. <laughs> That's only four <laughs> weeks, <No>. dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like it's a huge dry spell. <laughs> you have to imagine. September, I have... September, like a month and a half? 
<laughs> pretty big. I haven't done that in 14 years I've been with my wife. So <laughs> I would, uh, I don't know. I would, I would think it would be awesome. No, uh, this one wasn't great, but, you know. But it was, was it got you by. Not really. I mean, I'm on antidepressants, so sometimes my dick doesn't work. So, you know, that's like. Yeah, dude, the worst. That's why, yeah. that's why I don't take them anymore, man. Ugh, if I, I don't take them, bad shit happens. I know. And so. that's. And I, right now, I can't. I can't be on a plane without freaking the fuck out and almost walking off of every plane I get on. And I I'm had like, that bad for a while. And really? And something happened. Well, because I, you know, I've got some time back, but about like a year ago, I had a fuck up with sobriety, and enough bad stuff happened during that fuck up. Um, because a lot of times, my drinking again had to do with flying, because I had just started like years ago headlining for the first time and I was like on the road a lot and I got really nervous about flying and then I had a really bad relapse and then after that I've been fine with flying <laughs> because like I was like oh okay well if I die I die but uh I can't die with having the shit that happened the last time right be the thing beforehand <laughs> yeah because if I die mysteriously everyone until the toxicology reports is just gonna think i relapse <laughs> right exactly. around, my family my friends everyone's gonna be like oh yeah he fucking oh it probably fucked it up like yeah you like you were you were found in a fountain in the middle of completely naked just a knife in the back i have a bit on that where like, everyone he relapsed yeah everyone but then the toxicology comes back yeah, clean and like <laughs> completely normal set of circumstances well, that's what happened everyone with robin williams thought it was like uh that he was uh, drug, drug. I'm comparing myself to the, one of the greatest comedy minds of our, our generation, <laughs> of anyone's generation. But no. apparently, he like uh, he was not fucked up, right? That was the T Tom. Do you know? Uh, I think it had traces of some of his medication in his system. His that's his it, actual... but he didn't have drugs and alcohol, right? No, no, he didn't. No, so he I, I've talked to himself. Bobcat. Directed yeah. a couple episodes. And yeah, kind Bobcat's of a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, and talked. You know. Quite a bit about it, and yeah. I and I, I don't want to talk about what he said because, but yeah, he yeah. has no, ideas to me about on it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, not 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 probably as much, but um, but certainly people speculate on that. It's the same way. Did you did you drink at the start? Did you relapse on the plane because you were like, if I don't, I've I'm had, gonna... I have before. Yeah, if I don't, I'm gonna. Yeah, but then I kind of realized like, oh, this is kind of too my me wanting to drink. Like I'm almost building up the fear. So I have an excuse. Oh, totally. Like you, used to, you probably do it all the time. You're like, well, like if my dad dies, I should be allowed to drink. For you, probably right. it's like my wife leaves you. If my kid, you know, like, yeah, yeah, God yeah. forbid something, then I can drink, right? Oh, I you love know? my father too. Yeah, if yeah, he or dies, dad. No, I mean, fine. I know, but like the, those two things would be worse. You know what I mean? Like way worse. But like I'm just I'm, I'm like you build up in your head almost like ooh these are get out of jail free cards you know yeah I know that's a fucked up thing to say but I think about that all the time like I'll think and that's why I be like ooh maybe if uh, this bad thing happens to me then everyone will understand it if I drink you know right right so fucked it is fucked and I yeah. I, I I just I kind of hope that I get that chance yeah. to drink I'm always thinking I hope I get that chance to drink again and yeah I, even though I don't think it. It's in any way right. No, and it's it's not it. like it's going to be good again. No. It never, I don't know. It never like, was. It never was. Because I always knew, I always had that cloud hanging over my head that like, that, that side was going to come out. Yeah. And I knew I was going to wake up and be like, damn it. I know. I Let's did roll something. the dice. Let's see what let's see what Ben comes out. Yeah. And sometimes I was super good time. Yeah. And then yeah. other times it was like just a, that my uh, it would just have flipped like it's changed. Oh, when I was drunk, I had one of the best sets of my life. But then when I was drunk, I had the worst set of my life. And then you know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't know like which you which, did a lot of stand up drunk. No, I didn't. But the ones I did were memorable. Yeah. Um. But like you didn't know because what especially drinking you like and it was this is like when you're uh, for me anyway. You get in that weird moment where, like, I would be drinking for a couple of days straight, and then you have you'd have to drink to get through the day, right? To beat up from last night, so hungover. But then you just have to get to that magic number of drinks where you couldn't go over it, but you couldn't go under it. You'd either get the shakes or you'd be too drunk, and then you'd find it right in the middle, and then inevitably you would go over. So you got it would be you got over the shakes and shit a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was that. Bad, but I was definitely to the point. Yeah, I guess a little bit where I had to drink. Yeah, I definitely had to drink the next yeah. day at times. I um, you know. uh, this is I went to 
this is the kind of shit I did. I went yeah. to I went to do the Boston Comedy Festival, which is one of the worst comedy festivals on the planet. Oh, it's not. It's I will not say a, it's not. I mean, I I think Boston can be rough, early but, on. Oh, early on. This no. was eight years ago. Um, yeah, I, I guess I did it. I don't know. I did it like seven years ago. Did you? It wasn't as bad. It was when it was still at the Comedy well, I Connection. I had done a, just in... a terrible one before. No, this one was where they tried to put it in the Hard Rock or some shit. Like yeah, that. no, this was at the one at Daniel yeah. Hall when Comedy Connection was still there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, do you remember that one? That like in it was like right. It was a great room. But yeah. um, I w- I flew there. I was doing this comedy fest. I had a few beers to start off with my wife. And then this other comic from Denver, who lives in Austin now, he wouldn't mind if I said his name on this. His name's Jake Sharon, came with, came along. He was there. He flew out, and he's like, "I don't want to get a hotel, so can I stay with you guys?" And I was like, "Of course, it's no big deal." Yeah, yeah. So I have the worst set. I eat shit. The crowd fucking hates me. I, I completely am like, well, now I'm in party mode. So I just start pounding beers and doing shots and we end up at a bar till one in the morning with just partying in boston and then i'm talking to this kid jake and i'm like you know i really want to show you maine and he's like well well, why don't we just wait till tomorrow and i'm like no let's go tonight and he's like all right well how about i drive and i'm like you're not fucking driving i'm giving you a tour and that's it just comes out in this angry tone and my wife is like you should not be driving and she's wasted and i'm like i'm fine i'm fucking fine and i'm gonna show you around maine and we're gonna fucking go and so we get in the car this kid doesn't drink he's dead sober in the back and he's letting a drunk driver right and we stop at a liquor store i buy more (laughs) beers for the console and another pack of cigarettes and this kid takes the most nightmarish ride for three hours. Oh, Jesus. Where I'm on the So you drank on the road? Oh yeah. Road sodaing, drinking on the road, smoking. I'm listening to and Eminem. Your wife doesn't I don't give a e- shit. No, she's like partying in the car with me. <laughs> and, and and like he's sitting bes- he's in the doing he's that thing terrified. where he's gripping. He probably respects you, so he's like, oh, I gotta like watch. Oh my god. I and he so he's sitting on the side. I'm smoking cigarettes, and he's like, I really think that he would randomly be like, maybe I should just drive, you know, because I'd kind of, like, yeah. lapse in attention and cross, you know, we're on the highway. And then I start cranking this Eminem song. I got obsessed with some Eminem <laughs> no, song. And afraid. I kept playing it over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah. this, I don't know, remember which one my wife remembers. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, you just kept playing it. So it became this psychotic <laughs> loop of this song. <laughs> And, and I stop at random, like, drive through random little towns and be like, this is fucking Brunswick. My brother lives here. And then just get back the worst on tour. Yeah. There's not even no facts. Smoking. Yeah, no facts. I'm like, I'm not like, this is where Joshua Chamberlain and the main first company. No, I just kept flying up the highway. And we finally make it to Augusta, which is near where yeah. I am. And we stop and I need gas. And we pull into this gas station. And they're like... They run inside, and I immediately am like, I got to throw up. So I lean out the side of the car, and I (laughs) puke out the door, and when I sit back up, my heart is like Uh. at like a 100 and some odd beats a minute, and I'm like instantly like, oh, my heart is fucked up. And it's a type of AFib where like straining from vomiting can cause it. (laughs) Can cause your heart oh, to go into an arrhythmia. So they come out to the car, and now I've got my head back on the headrest, and I'm like, I've got to go to the hospital. <laughs> and they're like, this kid now is like, what? And I'm like, my heart's doing bad things. I have to go to the hospital. And so I, and I got they, my wife drives to the hospital, and brings me in the front door, and I'm like, they like check my pulse and everything and they're like we need to get you into a room and they sedate me and when i woke up this kid is still sitting there my family (laughs) is there my family doctor to have the like i think you're an alcoholic conversation they have a they have an intervention like a like they're all standing there and i don't know that it was an intervention but my doctor was like i think you're an alcoholic (laughs) 
<laughs> and this poor motherfucker is this just sitting there. Just sitting How well there? did you know him beforehand? I mean, we knew each other not well enough to sit <laughs> through that. Like, we knew each other as comics who go to mics together. Oh, no. this poor motherfucker. Dude. Have you apologized since then? Oh, he tells this story. <laughs> like, he's like, so then... Yeah, he's like, as soon as that happens, he's like, hey, that's my bit. So yeah. <laughs> he comes in that's what I get first. He doesn't, he just would tell it to people. I don't think he's yeah, ever yeah. done it. But he he said, like, when I got there, the, the when I woke up, yeah. I came up out of it. Because they always try to give you yeah. something to slow your heart rate. And uh, I was woke up, and he was like, the doctor was, and the nurses. Yeah. And then my family doctor was like, how did you get here? And I was like, I drove. And they're like, from where? And I was like, I was in Boston at the Boston Comedy Festival. And they're like, you drove from Boston to here. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, after you passed out, we took your blood alcohol level was 0.32. Oh. After you'd already been here. Oh. So I don't know what the fuck it was at, at, but when I was driving. But I guess he told me I kept shutting off the lights and cranking oh the music God, and weaving dude. across the lines. And he was like... He he's like I I didn't know where I was because Maine's real rural. You get on those highways and you get right. He's like I wanted to get out and I'm sure he wanted to get out and just walk somewhere. Right. But he's just instead on this fucking Willy Wonka boat ride. Thank with God me. you're not dead, dude. I I don't like I think about that the amount of times that I mean there is shit that like like I said it's just not funny driving around right, with my right. kid in the car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know you were sick. You had a sickness. You have a sickness. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, you yeah. know, like I, I hate it when people do that too. When well, like, I don't want to oh, take the sickness. responsibility of off course. myself. No. I mean, like we've all done shit that like looking back on it now, I'm like, what the f like. Oh, I was I was a bad person move. You know. What yeah. I mean? When you and then you understand bad people after that. And right. Then when somebody goes like, he was driving drunk with his kid in the car. What kind of demon would do that? And I'm like biting my lip like. Oh, <laughs> Poor fuck, man. Well, yeah, but you know that's under that kind of stuff. It's like you can recover. I still think that there are certain people that, you know, like I was talking like. There's there still are people that like even when you're like oh you quitting drinking is not gonna fix you, but there are a couple people that I'm like oh you're cooked yes you may be better drunk so we don't see the horrible effects of what would happen if you got your shit together and right you really use that horrible fucking personality defect you have here's the weird thing though yeah that kind of irony of it that I've noticed is the people that are fucked up like that that their life is just yeah. a fucking cup of diarrhea right but. Then there's people like ourselves that I am not saying my life is perfect, but yeah. I certainly didn't. I don't have a I, I, like I've yeah. been given a lot of opportunities and I, I, I'm thankful. Like, but I struggle real hard with sobriety. I never went through that. I'm elated to be sober whenever I, I've been to like meetings or gone to anything where there's sober people. It's the people who seem the most fucked up that are the like, I sobriety is they're the most excited about it and right. i look at them and i think the same thing like this isn't fixing anything for you yeah like, you know it's it's um it's a weird i mean you always want to get somebody who's like those guys who have um i feel like the best people are the people who have a lot of you know again i don't want to like because yeah. i i because i made a mistake where i made sobriety a big thing about my act when i first started and then when i relapsed i look like a fucking fraud but I will, you know, and now I'm like, I'm doing fine. It's not, I don't talk about it a ton. I have some bits, but it's not like, it's certainly not me. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not my thing. I mean, but I, I think like when I'm in the rooms, the people I get the most out of are the people who have a lot of time, but also this isn't their number one thing. Like, you know, like this isn't like the rooms aren't their number one thing. You know, like they have a life, they have a family, they have a job outside of it. They don't need they're not yeah. like, yeah, but you know what? I, you know, all this shit happened, but I still didn't drink. Because a lot of the times, people will use that as a fucking weapon. They'll use their sobriety as a weapon. I've also seen that where it's like, you know, but, you know, I mean, I'm a boss and he was an asshole to me, but you know what? That is his shit. Maybe he would do better with this program. And it's like, right, right. no, dude, you're, you think he's an asshole. Just think, say you think he's an asshole. I did Don't, that. like, bring that whole, like, fucking cycle out. Don't become junior psychologist. There's you know? that show, um, at the Radford Hall show in Van Nuys, <sighs> yeah. that big comedy show that's at that that giant, like, AA space. Oh, I've never done an AA show D Dude, ever. 
it's yeah. one of the best shows they're I've fucking done. easy crowds dude they're so great and yeah. but my i have a bit about sobriety and the album my second album is called yeah. no enlightenment and sobriety because i'm yeah. saying exactly that like you you're not the, sobriety doesn't make you a better it's not gonna make you a better person no no and this like ego that comes out with it there's a lot of weird yeah there's a lot of weird ego there's a lot of weird and i'm not trying to listen i i have nothing but positive things about say um but <clears throat> no it doesn't mean and you know some people do become genuinely better people from it but there's you know it's like a club man it's like anything else it's, it's not a cult Anyone who says it's a cult should do like some research into what actual fucking cults are. Right. Cults don't let you leave pissed off halfway through a meeting. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. cults, you know, cults, <laughs> cult, you can't share in a cult about how shitty the cult is. Yeah. You know, like it's not a cult. Sorry. It's there's not. not. There's not that fucking. <laughs> if it is, it's the most meta cult it's, ever. It is the most laid back cult. Like that, like even the, there was a sex cult in Oregon in the early 80s. Uh, or wait, who tried to poison the town? Right, in the late seventies. That's a sex cult, and they've done that shit. So, yeah. and you don't hey, leave not a cult. sex cult. <laughs> you don't leave, but uh, you still see it. Uh, the the fast talking, the constant hair brushing. Like, yeah. there's a lot of nervousness, which is kind of what I like about like doing shows like yeah, that. Because yeah. I like, then I feel like, oh well, my my anxiety is baseline here yeah oh you know? yeah like that the, <clears throat> do you see how much anxiety feeds addiction like yeah. I, I mean depression does i would put my money if i were in yeah. las vegas betting line yeah, i would yeah. put my money on anxiety being the biggest cause of oh for sure i i completely agree you know people are always like uh i've never really like what are your triggers and i'm like a crowded train it's not like yeah it's not like, oh, I had a bad day. Or, or it's I had like, a bad conversation with my parents. No, it's that like, oh, I'm fucking in, around people. Right. You know? The World Cup is showing at, at like the bar that I do like to go sit quietly and drink at. Yeah. And I would normally behave myself in, but now there's 50 people packed into it. So now I'm getting real fucking drunk tonight. Yeah. I had a rough, I mean, I good buddies of mine were talking about like, you know, they're like, yeah, we just fucking took E and fucked all night and those are the kind of, like when i hear those stories because they don't really have, they don't have a problem with it but when you hear those stories you're like that's the kind of shit like i'm like all right i gotta like stop talking about it. <laughs> you know what i mean like because then you start asking questions you're like how much did you do oh like what <laughs> and you start to like and you're like all right i see what i'm doing you're i see what i'm trying to do shot. i'm like sneaking into the shot <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yep I'm like sneaking into frame. Maybe, this isn't my story right maybe now. Maybe I could have just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The and good times are that's that's you know what I mean. I don't have you know, and I don't have a lot of those. I don't have no. a lot of those good ones, you know, because like, it's always followed with something tragic. Yeah, I can't, you know. Eh, I I I uh, when I moved to Boulder, I I I can look back, and some of them are funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got thrown in jail in in Boulder. Uh, I've just been I, handcuffed. I've never been gone to jail. Oh really God, good. so fun, dude! <laughs> so fun. If you don't know what you did the night before, waking up in jail is a real fucking treat, buds. I I met a skinhead in Boulder when I first moved there, and I'm freshly broken up yeah, from the yeah, girl yeah. who wrecked my car. And I'm working at a Circle K convenience store, yeah. and I met this skinhead sitting with all of her stuff outside and she was like an oi skin not a racist skin or anything like that but like she like she and i hit it off yeah. i gave her some food and stuff <laughs> like that and then she ended up hanging out and i like fell for this chick because she was like running from wherever she was coming from and i was like this is fucking so awesome yeah. this is a rancid song you know <laughs> and uh and she was came from a really like abusive relationship and that was why she was leaving and then after a few days of us really hanging out and like talking a lot and like probably actually more about a week or two she tells me she's going back and she'd been crashing on her couch and she's going back to be with this guy yeah yeah and i was like at that point i was so fragile already that i was fucking devastated and i right. i was like well we're going to party tonight if you're leaving tomorrow and so i went out and got vodka and I used to drink them in the super big gulps. Yeah. Yeah. And cheap, cheap. Yeah. And so I dump it in there. I, I remember us getting into it. We made out, yeah. which hadn't happened up until that point. And then I got real confused 
and flipped out and kicked her out of the place, out of the oh, apartment. I was like, right. get the fuck out. Fuck, you're just leaving like everybody else does. You know, that kind of a thing. Like, just sad as right, right. <laughs> and then the neighbors. Thinking, like, that's going to make me more fuckable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, Maybe if that I move. <laughs> Let her know how sad I am. That always works. Maybe if I I've did. I've done that so many times. I did, like, I've been trying to actually work on a bit of that where I was like, if she lets her, she knows that I tried to kill myself, maybe she'll be the one to save me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Nobody gives us you sad fuck. <laughs> She's, like, got so many of those people in her life. Right, yeah. It's like, you're, yeah, you want to do something daring? Anyone who's, like, in that, anyone, first off, who listens to this, and if you are, thank you. Uh, but, like, if you're 20 and you're, like, your whole move is, like, I'm going to be as dark as possible. This may be different. Like, that gets so old so quick that your move should be, I'm going to be stable. That'll yeah. make you the fucking, the guy who's not phased. It's a weird realization. Yeah, when you're 31, but now you're already cooked of being fucked up. Now right. you are genuinely fucked up. You're not trying. It's like when you first smoke cigarettes, you're like, I want to be the guy who smokes cigarettes. And then all of a sudden you realize, like, I'm the fucking guy who smokes cigarettes. Well, here's the thing. People no. want to fuck dangerous and unstable. <laughs> yeah. People want to form lives with put together. Right. And, and you know what? People don't want to fuck him after 25. Exactly. You know, like, they don't really want to fuck him anymore. And, and I think. 30, they definitely don't want to fuck the dangerous guy. Anymore. Right. So she so she leaves. Yeah. Cops show up because I'm like throwing a fucking temper tantrum in the house. They come in, I light a cigarette to be like and I'm like you can't do anything about it whatever and the cop slaps the cigarette out of my face and I was like I will fuck you up which the Boulder police didn't find very awesome and they arrested me. And they brought me to jail. This was on a Friday. Monday is a holiday. Oh. So I go in Friday into intake. I don't remember any of this. Like, I get, a, I have very small memories right. of them being there. And then I wake up looking at, like, a cement wall. And I was like, I turn over and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in jail. Like, that's all I remember. Is it the thinking. first time you've gone to jail? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time that I'd been I, like uh -huh. I'd been arrested, but and I like sat in the chairs until my parents came and got me. Right, right. But I'd never actually been put into a cell, yeah. like into the like intake. And then he calls me out, and he goes, "They go, hey, come out. We got um out here. We got to fingerprint and process you." So I go out, and I'm like, "What did I do?" And they're like, "That's not my job here." And I'm like, "What did I do?" And they're like, "I, I don't know. That's not my job. You'll get somebody to tell you." And I'm like, "Oh my god." What the fuck did I do? Right. I don't have any recollection. They take the photo. It's so scary. And I'm like, when do I get out of here? And he's like, uh, yeah, soon enough. And that's all he kept saying. And then they walk me to a room, and I think I'm leaving because we walked, like, by these glass doors where I could see the outside. And he opens the door, and on the thing is a jump, like, the little jump outfit yeah. with the shirt and the pants and the shoes. And he's like, change into those. And I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck did I do? And he's like, I don't know, man. Just change into the clothes. And I'm like, holy shit. You thought dude. maybe you ran over somebody? I didn't know what the fuck I had done. And he's like, put them on or I will fucking put them on for you. And I was like, so I'm changing in front of him and I have to bend over oh and God. shit in front of him. He brings me into the cell, like to the pod. They open the door and they're like, crack 110 and they open it or whatever the number was. And he's like, that's you. And I was like, what did I do? Someone, and I'm like in tears now. I'm like, please tell me what I did. And they're like, dude, go to your cell or we'll put you in there. And I just went in and there was no toilet paper roll. I remember that. And I had like the worst post drinking shit. Uh. And so I, there was no toilet paper. It's just a cardboard roll. So I shit. And I wiped my ass with the roll. <laughs> and then the uh, first interaction I have about two hours later is a guy coming out and he goes, supplies. And they open all the doors and everybody starts streaming towards him. And I walk out and I'm like, what is this? And he's, and he's like, do you need anything? And I'm like, I need toilet paper. And he's like, bring me your brown roll. Oh. And I was like, there was no toilet paper in the room. So I used the roll when I had to shit. And he's like, oh. That's contraband, too bad. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And he's like, use your hand. And I was like, I'm not going to wipe my ass with, I had to wipe my ass Ugh. with my fucking hand until they moved me into a new cell. I sat all that day 
not knowing. And finally a worker comes in, a caseworker, and they open the door and they're like, Roy, come out. And she sits on the table in the middle and she's like, uh, you want to know what you did? And I'm like shaking. And I'm like, yeah, you want to know what your tr crime is? She's saying it like that. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're charged with use of fighting words. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's a municipal infraction. It's on the same level as jaywalking. But apparently you really pissed them off and you were in your own apartment and that's the only thing they could charge you with. She's, and I'm like, oh my God. And I, I like the biggest sense of relief. And I'm like, well, what does it take? She's like, it's a $50 bond. And I was like, I I've got to have that. And she's like, you only have like $9 in your wallet. And I was like, call my roommates. They'll come and get me. But I guess in the melee, I sat on the VCR and broke it. She had called my roommates. So they were fucking. And they were like, him. no, leave them in there. And they, that was it. I stayed Saturday, Friday, the rest of the day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, went to court, got out late Monday to find that my landlord had kicked me out. They had, oh they had said that my roommates couldn't stay if I stayed. My, I'd missed my two of my shifts at my new job. I just moved. So they in. fired quit you. He fired me. I had no fucking money. I had my final check for 170 bucks, and I had lost my apartment, and uh, I had just spent like I basically read the entire time. You, there's nothing else to do. I just laid because when you go to jail, you don't. People think you go when you go to this common area where people play cards and no, shit. You, just... you go to intake for 23 Jesus hours a day. Jesus Christ. So I waited 23 hours. And then hour was that your in. bottom? No. <laughs> Fuck, that was just the beginning. I didn't get sober for another eight years after that. Oh, probably. my God. The, you know. Well, I'm glad you're okay now. Yeah, You got to come back. That was the beginning story of the tragedy that was Ben Roy's life. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's not a tragedy. No, I I've got a TV show yeah, coming out got on a TV, TV show on True. Good things happen to bad people. <laughs> um, but anyway. But yeah, so because that sorry, um, you're getting just... you're getting text messages that are putting <laughs> that looked like one word. Uh, I don't know what that was. That was creepy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you, man. You were amazing on the show. This is coming out in a month, I guess Thanksgiving weekend, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And do you, uh, do you do anything in December? Do you have anything? Do you have live dates or? Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be at the TCA's promoting the show oh awesome yeah when does it come out january uh no it comes out in february oh awesome um okay. and uh it's called those who can't great cast myself adam kane holland andrew orbital roy scoville yes kyle kanane rich fulcher maria thayer it's great. amazing great cast so it's gonna be a great show yeah. and uh aaron you got anything follow all things comedy on twitter and uh tom you fucking weirdo what do you get <laughs> oh you can follow me on twitter at tom dog Oof. All right. Uh, yeah, and then I, I got I got dates and stuff, and yeah, you know, guys, I got a bunch of shit going on. Uh, no, check me out my website, dancehedgerman.net. Dancehedgerman. Thank you, guys. Bye, bye. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see your host performing live this week. Sean Donnelly is performing in and around New York City, mainly at the Comedy Cellar. Yes, the world famous Comedy Cellar. For more on the particulars of his shows, go to SeanDonnellyComedy.com. Also, pick up his new album, Manual Labor Face. There will be links on his website. Dan St. Germain is performing in and around Los Angeles starting on the 30th of November. Uh, he'll be back in L.A., uh, appearing everywhere from the parlor on Melrose to Flappers Comedy Club. For more specifics, Go to danstgermain.net and check out the schedule. Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me, your producer and co-host. I'll be doing a Thanksgiving weekend show on Saturday, the 28th of November, at Proctor's Theater in Schenectady, New York. Thanks again for listening. Please write to us. We just went through our mailbag, and that episode is coming up, and we need more mail. Write a note to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we are very thankful for all the donations that we received over this past year. It helps out a lot. We can buy batteries and gas and snacks and all sorts of stuff to keep the podcast going. You can find our PayPal donation link 
on our Tumblr page. Go to mydumbfriendspodcast.tumblr.com and the link is right there. Thanks again to everybody who's been so kind and generous. We couldn't do it without you. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Marry the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. Lift me up Lift me up Lift me up Lift me up